How are you all doing today? I hope you're all having a wonderful week. Uh, it's going to be a pretty short episode today, I think, just because there's not a whole lot to say about the movie that we're going to talk about today. Uh, and in terms of like Disney news or headlines and things, there's not a whole lot. Um, I know that one big thing that I, that I remember seeing that was standing out was the fact that in Disney World, they have the figment popcorn buckets. Uh, basically, it's just a big popcorn bucket with like a thing with like a bust of figment on it. Um, and apparently those are running $25, which is kind of expensive, uh, in my opinion. But then again, I'm not all that surprised with a lot of like price hikes and things that are going on, which has been getting a lot of kickback, uh, rightfully so just cause why? <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, but those are, while at the same time they are fairly expensive at like 25 bucks a pop. At the same time, it seems like they're also running out, I think is kind of a thing, because I think uh, people are still getting them, uh, and they're just running out of stock, which I guess could be a good thing in certain in certain ways. Um, but I don't know if I'd be willing to spend $25 on like a popcorn bucket that is just going to sit there and collect dust. I mean, yeah, I get it's Figment, and Figment is a pretty... Uh, is a very, very well-known character, especially in Disney World, um, just because of his relation to... Uh, oh, what was the ride? The Carousel of Progress. I believe that's what it was. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It seems a little up there to me. But then again, that's kind of how I'm feeling a lot with just how things are going within, within the, Disney, the Disney parks themselves. Um, I guess general Disney news... Uh, there's they've uh released on disney plus uh eternals eternals is now available on disney plus uh which happened a lot sooner than i thought it released it feels like it happened a lot sooner than i had thought that it was going to um but i suppose that's just because they wanted like once it got out of the theaters they wanted to get it out there like as fast as possible so now it's available on disney plus personally i really enjoyed the movie i thought it was actually quite good uh i know some people didn't uh for various reasons um i think it's a good movie but i don't know you go ahead and give it a watch and take your own opinion of it uh but in the meantime we're going to go ahead and jump right into this movie uh Mowgli's uh, Mowgli's story like a Jungle Book Mowgli story <laughs> the general thing about this film is it's uh, I don't know is it's easily the worst of all of the Jungle Book related movies um it very much feels like a weird kind of after school special in how they did it it's entirely done in live action um, and they have kind of what I what I can expect to be an adult Mowgli uh, narrating the film. Uh, let me just pull up the cast list here real quick. Uh, but in general, I just feel like, I don't know, it, it just didn't, it was just very weird. Because like with, with all the characters that they had, they had all of the animal characters we know. But the writing was awful it felt like they were trying to do like a bunch of animal related puns that just never actually landed um it was it was a, a direct-to-video film uh which is very obvious 
Um, and I don't know. Just it just was not. It just was not good. It was not good. <laughs> like, just bottom line, it wasn't. It wasn't very good. I mean, they had uh, they had a very interesting cast. They had Fred Savage, who was the narrator, who was supposed to be adult Mowgli. Um, Eartha Kitt is in this movie as Bagheera. Uh, Clancy Brown. I don't know. If you, you he's definitely one of those actors that you would know to see him. He plays Akila. Uh, Kathy Jimmy is chill the vulture because they have to have a vulture why not uh nancy cartwright does a bunch of uh um does a bunch of voices wallace sean is in this movie uh like there's not it frank welker is in this movie uh frank welker for those of you who don't know is a very very well-known voice actor uh so like the the cast was okay it's just the movie itself was not good. It 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 basically just felt like it was trying to do a re, a retell of a Jungle Book, and then, but like under the guise of this being told as like a big flashback from like from uh from Adult Mowgli, um, they do a little bit of retconning in Mowgli's story, like how we know Mowgli arrived in the in the um in the jungle. He was an infant, or at least he was at the very least he was a toddler who was discovered by Bagheera, who brought him over to the wolves. Uh, in this version, he's like already like in a, a young child, probably like five or six. Uh, he's traveling with a bunch of humans within the within the jungle, and then they all they all get attacked by Shere Khan because he sees man in the in the in the jungle. Uh, his father shoots him in the butt, which I thought was hilarious. Gets shot in the butt. Um, and then Mowgli just kind of like just leaves. He just runs away, finds the wolves, and just decides to join their pack. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, like I, at one point I thought this was going to be like a mid quill, and we would like see what happened afterwards. But no, it's basically just a weird retelling of the original Jungle Book with like slight variations in it um for example like one of the major differences is that like Mowgli uh agrees to confront Shere Khan who's just kind of consistently there um and at one point he ends up in like this old house it's like a random just a random house in the jungle and there he see he finds a bunch of like human things uh and kind of takes the idea to fight back against Shere Khan, he finds a box of matches. Uh, of, course, of course, he knows what the red flower is, right? Because that's still a very uh, prominent thing. Um, they never really try and... They, they don't do the same beats that the original story does. They never do the whole Shere Khan comes in, threatens everybody. Uh, like, they, they don't do... Um, Bagheera take trying to take Mowgli to the man village. They don't do him meeting Baloo. They don't do him meeting King Louis. They like they don't do the normal beats within the story that we know. They do a bunch of other stuff, and it just kind of it feels like an after school special in that like what you're watching is just a new story, and then suddenly oh by the way we're actually talking about the Jungle Book because he's gonna fight Shere Khan now. I don't know. It's just. There's really not a lot to talk about this movie. Like when I say this is going to be a short episode, I mean this is going to be a short episode because like there's just it's there's not a lot to talk about. It's very lackluster. 
it super leaves you bored and wanting more. There's no reference to any of the songs. There's no singing. Uh, the voice acting is okay. Um, the animals are all filmed live. At, like, like I said, everything is live action, but the animals are never shown speaking. Everything is shown speaking as if like they're just, suddenly they're just speaking telepathically to each other. Um, they do a sequence in which, uh, well, I say a sequence, but they more just kind of reference it. How uh, they, uh, how Mowgli, uh, as he's growing up, uh, because eventually he does become like the 10, 12 year old that we know. Uh, him kind of learning the language of all the animals and kind of learns how to be able to communicate with them, um, which is just something that I feel like we didn't need to justify. And I think that's partly because in previous iterations, it was always just, oh, this is just Mowgli living in a in a world in which the animals are able to communicate with each other, you know, by speaking, which is fine because you suspend a little bit of disbelief in this case. But in this in this version, it just felt weird, like, when all the animals are talking to each other, it just there's there's no mouth movement, there's nothing. It's just it's like one of those things. Like, it's hard to explain because it's 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 something that I know that you've seen before. Um, but yeah, at first I thought that they actually filmed this like in Animal Kingdom, in uh, what's it called? Um. Brr- in Disney World, I thought they filmed this in Animal Kingdom just because of like this feels like they're filming on a set. Like it, it was one of those things where it's like I'm looking at it and I'm like, mm, this feels like this was filmed on a set. This doesn't feel like it was filmed on location or anything. And like I get it, this was done in 1998, uh, and so like I don't imagine the budget was particularly high. But I don't know. At the same time, it's like yeah, but you also have like like I said, Eartha Kitt is a care is a voice in this film. Fred Savage is a voice in this film, and these aren't like these aren't no names, right? I don't know. It's like the the only care the they they leave out King Louis, but I think this is because this is when like I mentioned in the animated sequel in the Jungle Book two, they were dealing with a lot of legal issues in terms of the actual character of King Louis. There was a lot of uh, legal issues going on with who owns the care the rights to the character and everything. So that's why he's not in the Jungle Book two um in the animated film and so i feel like that's this was around the same time as that and so that's why they didn't have him involved in this film um but yeah i don't know it's like there's a moment there is a nice moment in which uh hathi who's just hathi who's just who's just uh an elephant he's not colonel hathi he doesn't lead a, a herd nothing it's just a sole elephant takes Mowgli on a ride um showing him uh, the jungle, and then shows him an area of the jungle that was damaged because of fire. And so that's where he gets introduced uh, to the concept of uh, the red flower. And I like this one moment because it's like, yeah, like man has the ability to do this and everything. And that's just a nice message just because in general, we know that humans are responsible for a lot of destruction of the natural world. And that's just something we need to be more aware of and we need to take, a, um, what's it called? Um, uh, like, we just need to be better about owning our mistakes with that, uh, just as, as people, as humans. And I don't think we do that well enough. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, what's it called? Um, oh, uh, Shere Khan kills his mom, which was kind of like a big moment in the movie. <laughs> it was like, oh, shit. Like, Shere Khan kills Raksha, his mom. I was like, oh, damn. Like, this this movie decided to just go there 
So I think it was a play on how in the live action Shere Khan kills Akila, but in this one they decided to go for his mom because you know it's Disney and Disney is apparently just has an issue with moms who are alive. <laughs> That's just kind of like you know the the whole joke about everything. Um, yeah. All in all, honestly, I'd give this movie like maybe a two out of ten. It's not good. <laughs> it's really not good. I only watched it for the sake of just including it in this list. <laughs> if I didn't have to watch this movie, I wouldn't have watched this movie. Just don't bother watching this movie. If you're going to watch any of the Jungle Book movies, watch either the original animated version, if you want to see the uh, the awesome, uh, what's it called, uh, the awesome musical sequences, or if you just want to watch it, uh, like, or if you want to watch the film, what's it called, uh as like a nice kind of jungle-esque epic. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even call it really an epic. But if you just if you want to watch the movie like in live action, like the remake again, the remake is quite good. Uh, they the, they two the, they feel like two different movies, but at the same time feeling like the same movie. Um, but yeah, watch those two. Don't watch this one. Mowgli's story is terrible. Don't watch it. <laughs> uh. Uh, geez, like I'm trying to fill time. I'm trying to come up with more to say about this movie, but there really isn't anything more to say. Uh, it's so hard to talk about because, <laughs> again, what's there to talk about? There's really not a lot to talk about. Um, like Shere Khan kind of tries to go around and manipulate the people within Mowgli's life to kind of pull him out of hiding and like, fight him and so like he goes to like some of the wolves that don't like him and convinces them to like throw him out of the bus so that he runs away from the pack so that he's by himself um that kind of thing like because they're trying to they're trying to hunt and they try to teach Mowgli how to hunt with the wolves as a, as as a pack uh Mowgli fucks it up uh feels really guilty about it and then just leaves and I'm like that's a little you're kind of over exaggerating there dude like I don't know. It's just, it's not good. It's really not good. <laughs> yeah. The monkeys are annoying. Well, I mean, they should be annoying. Uh, but yeah, I think probably one of the worst things about this film is that they, they try and do a lot of like, um, they try and do a lot of animal related puns and jokes that are just really poorly written. It, it's just not good. Uh, it was filmed, it was written by Jose Rivera and Jim Hertzfeld. Uh, her this name rings a bell for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, but I don't know. Apparently Jose Rivera is a playwright and, uh, the first Puerto Rican screenwriter to be nominated, to be nominated for an Oscar. Um, what does he have under his belt? Let's see. Uh, a bunch of Spanish stuff, which, you know, him being from Puerto Rico makes sense. Uh, Family Matters. He was a writer on Family Matters, on Goosebumps, uh, which is pretty good. But then he went and wrote this garbage. <laughs> like, make it make sense. <laughs> make it make sense. I don't know, man. I don't know, y'all. Like, it's not a good movie. I know I'm, like, sounding really harsh, but it's really not. And I'm And I'm trying to fill as much time as possible, but... There's not a lot to talk about in regards to this movie. It's just, it is what it is, and it's not good. Anyway. Well, I guess that's just kind of it for this episode. I'm sorry it's so short, y'all, but, like, just really, there isn't there isn't much to this movie. 
it's really not good. I don't really know what else to talk about or if there's more I want to talk about, really. Um, the animals are cute. They are very, very cute animals. I do like that. But on the so, all right. So this brings our venture into the Silver Age to a close. We are officially done with the Silver Age. Jungle Book was the last film considered in the Silver Age. So what that means is that we are going to be moving on into what is considered the Bronze Age. Now, the Bronze Age is an interesting uh, series of movies. Um, only because, like, some of these movies are considered to be really, really good. And then, like, as they go later into, once it dips into, like, the 80s, uh, the films are considered to be some of the worst and actually quite poor. Personally, I find that to be incredibly incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Aristoc- uh, it starts with The Aristocats, Into Robin Hood, Winnie the Pooh, The Rescuers, all of which are great movies. Fox and the Hound, which will tear your heart out because it is so sweet and sad. The Black Cauldron, which is probably Disney's like only horror-related animated film, which I'm actually kind of excited about because I haven't seen that one in ages. The Great Mouse, De- the Great Mouse Detective, which is severely underrated, and then Oliver and Company which is adorable because it's just the story of Oliver, but with dogs and cats, and that's cute. And the songs are surprisingly good. Like, just, I don't, I don't know. People just don't like this, this series, these series. The latter half, mostly. But we'll get to them. But before we get into the Bronze Age, or the Dark Age, we are going to do, so during the course of the Silver Age, uh, there was a very fun movie that decided to premiere. And that movie was Mary Poppins. Now, Mary Poppins is a freaking bop. Uh, it is a fantastic film. I love this film. Uh, it was done in 1964. Uh, and I am very excited to talk about this movie because this movie is great and I love it. And it is fabulous. And it stars Julie Walter, Julianne, Julie Walters, <laughs> not Julie Walters, Julie Andrews, who is just perfection. And of course, Dick Van Dyke, who is also great. Uh, And so I'm excited to dip into Mary Poppins next week. That's what we're in for. We are in for Mary Poppins next week. And that is awesome and great. And I'm excited. And then, of course, we'll go from there. We'll go to the other Mary Poppins-related films. Uh, We will be watching the sequel, of course, uh, uh, Mary Poppins 2, or Mary Poppins Returns. And I'm still kind of debating on whether or not we cover um, Saving Mr. Banks. Um... I did enjoy Saving Mr. Banks when I watched it, uh, and I think it'd be cool to kind of take a look at like the hit, the background of that of the production of Mary Poppins, and of course how Saving Mr. Banks is actually not a hundred percent accurate because you know they never are, but that's fine. Anyway, so I'm excited for next week. Next week is Mary Poppins. I hope you will enjoy and uh, join me in uh, enjoying that movie because it's great. Uh, but until then, I will see you all next week. Or talk to you all next week anyway. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Ciao. Bye.